Pickaxe. Oh, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? Oh, what's the best game where you play a dead guy? Hey, you'll find I'm in DJ247. Looks boring. What are you on about? It All of great. their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of wow. The steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> VG247's Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, this is Jamie from Group 2. I just wanted to remind you all to make sure you give us a 5-star rating on iTunes, give us a like on Facebook, make sure you're following us on Twitter. We still have some t-shirts up on the website, but you want to grab those before we run out, and keep your eyes out for our Kickstarter coming soon. <clears throat> Let's do that thing where we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason, I'm the Dungeon Master, going around the table starting with Jamie. Hi, I'm Jamie, and I play Corey... Forest Keeper, a Goliath Seeker. Uh, and James. Hey, it's James. I play Dagon Arkenscape, the Eladrin Scion. Uh, and last and certainly not least is Xavier. Hello, I'm Xavier. I play Acteronis, the Revenant Cavalier. Uh, so, firstly, Xavier, welcome to Group 2. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, you may not make it through the episode, but <laughs> that is totally that's normal for group two apparently um boy i got some people 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 were upset man you guys lost a couple of party members in the last episode yeah dude we were devastated <laughs> we i don't got think destroyed two, have two ever died in an episode nope that was a first uh that was also the first time a party has fled battle really we were talking about that yeah that is the first time that's ever happened Yay yeah, for being cowards! <laughs> not something I wanted to do. Um, the line between coward and just self-preservation is uh, mm-hmm. is one that could be debated. I, I think you guys read the situation and realized this isn't working out. So yeah, regenerating werewolves is not uh, not an easy battle. <clears throat> it is not. So let's pick things up today with Dagon and Corey running through the forest for their lives. The last thing that uh, the last thing that Dagon and Corey would have seen would be uh, Rikus falling in combat. Uh, the werewolves would have started to eat him, but then they turned on the rest of the party as they were continuously being attacked. Uh, Baranith was the next one to fall in combat, though they would only have seen her get knocked down. I believe the the mystery of whether or not she's alive or Trixie uh, is is still kind of up in the air so um, how would you guys like to handle this so where where are we right now we're just uh, I would imagine you're in the middle of the woods running running back through the the path you took to get there so you you are still in the silver glade uh, there's still some some eminent danger but I, I would imagine it would be a while before you stopped running mm-hmm so I guess like as they're running, Corey's gonna look behind her to see if anybody is is following them, to see if like the wolves are following. Make sure that Trixie and Baranith are behind them. Um, Dagon's gonna stop and notice Corey doing this, and say, uh, "Corey, 
now is not the time to stop. Uh, Rikas is down. We don't know what's happening to the others, but we can only assume that they're making their way back to Lockford. Oh, I was just going to ask, should I, like, roll a perception to see if I see anything? Like, are, are the wolves following us? Uh, that'd be a good thing to know, huh? That, that, that's real perception. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 22. 22. The, the forest itself is, is pretty still right now. Um, if, are you, are you still running or have you stopped for a second just to kind of get your, get your wits and see what's happening? Uh, I, I probably, yeah, she probably would have stopped. Okay. So the last thing you'd be consciously aware of, like taking in your surroundings would be the sound of a vicious pack of wolfmen attacking your party and downing them. And you could just imagine the horrific sounds that would, that would make as they, rend flesh and and tear and gnash and gnaw in this clearing though it's 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 really quiet really tranquil really peaceful there's nothing happening which is kind of eerie because i I mean you go from such a devastatingly awful scene to one of complete serenity it's it's kind of weird but yeah there is nothing apparently following either one of you um dagon's looking to look at Corey. say uh Corey, listen to me. There's nothing there but pain and certain death. Right now, we need to get back to Lockford and regroup. I know you want to help them, but there's nothing we can do right now. They're going to get ripped to shreds if we don't go back. And what will happen to us? Uh, She's going to pause and think about it for a second and continue to follow Dagon out out of the forest, I assume. I want to go back there as much as you do, but you know we can't. Please trust me, this is the best option right now. We need to go back at some point. We can't just leave them out there. And he's gonna he's gonna look at her with like a you know, a deeply concerned look in his eyes, and then uh, turn back towards Lockford, and uh, his eyes are gonna narrow and get that uh, that white blue glow to them. And uh, and just say there's a matter of payment for us to discuss back in Lockford. So getting back to Lockford this would be this would be mid-afternoon, I would say. You have spent uh, you spent a majority of your time getting through the wilderness to, to get to those wolves, and then uh, you, you double-timed it back, so that's... you saved a bit of time, but I would imagine you're just kind of ragged and exhausted and frazzled. Uh, so, in, like, shock right now. <laughs> I, I would imagine. Can I do a perception check on the town who's around? Sure, please do. Okay. 33. Good lord. Say it. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had my one. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I always pause. It's like, oh, it's a 19. I got to wait for someone to say <laughs> I used that last episode. You're right. Okay. Or do we get one per? You can get one per. Almost a crit! There we go. <laughs> okay. That's never going to go away. That's that's the who you're going to call of our, <laughs> of our podcast. Uh, so, Xavier. Arriving back in Logford, um, <clears throat> this, this little town is much more tranquil uh, in the daytime. You got the town guard kind of patrolling things and, and keeping the peace and... When it's not foggy and 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 creepy out, and and the threat, the, the vague threat of werewolf attacks, it's actually quite a nice little town. Outside the the, the little waist high wall, though, uh, there there appears to be a downed horse. Um, 
So standing next to this 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 downed horse is a man coated in armor. So I don't know if you I, I don't know if you want to talk to him or go into town and talk to somebody else first. Um, I, f- I feel at this point like I might glance down and sort of take note, but Dagon wants to head for the the it was the pub, right? Yep, the Iron Goblet. The Iron Goblet. He's sort of blinders on one thing on his mind right now. Gotcha. Uh, what about Corey? <sighs> I'm going to feel like a dick if I don't stop, but... Well, you can see he's pretty focused on the dead horse. He's pretty still, head down, and kind of really immobile. Um, Dagon will turn to Corey quickly and say... say uh, if you have a problem with violence, I suggest you stay here. Um, I, I, I guess Corey would stay. Then she would. She's in shock. She doesn't know how to react to anything. So she's just gonna give him a little head nod and say, like, almost as if she's saying, like, "Do what you need to do." She wants to go back out there as soon as possible. So um, that is that is suicide. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Dagon will say, "Please stay in the town." So, Corey's going to stay behind, and Dagon's going to go to the Iron Goblet. Mm-hmm. Walking into the Iron Goblet, uh, the the cast has changed slightly, where uh, the, 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 the daytime bartender has taken over. Um, Patsy's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still kind of hanging out by the bar. Uh, a few individuals kind of scattered about the scattered scattered about kind of enjoying their drinks, keeping to themselves. It's, it's a lot quieter than it was uh, the night before, where there were couple of guys kind of telling stories and and it was a little more like end of the day rejoicing type of stuff so this is a little more the daytime drinkers are a little quieter so how how, how around how many people are in there uh three patrons plus patsy and uh, the bartender okay um i guess i don't need to do a perception check now uh no this is all pretty much on the face of it walking in okay where where is patsy Patsy is bellied up at the bar. Um, I'm going to walk as calmly as I can up to Patsy and sit down right beside him. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Do me a favor, roll a perception check. 23. It takes a couple of seconds, but the fact that there are many stools at the bar and you chose to sit next to him uh, gives Patsy calls to kind of like turn and give a glance like, okay, who's this guy? And then you see a look come over his face, like he it, it it's 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 shock. Mm. Just for the for, for the briefest of seconds, just like, oh shit. Just 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 kind of shock. Well, like you didn't expect to see me again? <laughs> you might interpret that as <laughs> as the reason. Um Digon's gonna stare straight ahead and just say, uh it seems we have a matter of payment to discuss. An eye for an eye, perhaps. Um, his mouth's going to kind of go slack just a little bit. You're back? Some of us are. D- did, did you kill them? There was death. You knew when you saw Rikus. You could see through his wide eyes into his soul. You knew you were sending him on a fool's errand, didn't you? You sent him to die. Patsy's going to get ready and stand up. Um... Dagon's going to grab him on the back of the neck and sit him down. Um, do me a favor, roll an athletics check. Okay. Ah, I only have a plus four. Ugh, 16. 
Um, you're going to grab him by the back of his neck, uh, and he's going to kind of start to just, like, jerk and pull away. And and it, it takes some effort for him to kind of get get away from you. Just just half a step. And get your hands off me! Um, Dagon's eyes are going to do its thing, start glowing the blue-white light, crackle in the air. He's going to say, Patsy, sit down. Uh, roll an intimidate check for me, please. Oh, I have terrible intimidate. <laughs> You can punch holes through walls. It should be better, really. Oh, uh, 16. Well, we might have to resort to that. <laughs> yeah, 16. Okay. So, though visually impressive, uh, Patsy's gonna kind of stand his ground. Look, I told you how dangerous they were. It was your choice to go into the forest, not mine. You manipulated my friend. You knew he would never say no to your request. And now he's dead. If you have anything to say for yourself, now is the time. I'm sorry to hear about your friend. We've lost people here too. But again, it was his choice. We offered payment. It was a fair deal. You couldn't get the job done. That's your fault. Um, Dagon's going to kick away his bar stool and (laughs) hopefully grab Patsy by the throat. (laughs) What kind of role is that? That would be... Dungeoneering? I'm great at dungeoneering. <laughs> would you like to check, check for traps in the bar? <laughs> totally. Um, uh, that's another athletics check. Patsy's not quick, though. If you remember his... Uh, yeah, he's like crippled or something. Right? Yeah, his leg is, is kind of bum. <sighs> I really wish I had come with you now, because I have like a plus billion... To athletics. I, I didn't think. Damn it. I didn't think Corey'd be into the uh, into the whole violent thing. No, Corey's a pacifist. Um, can I roll for like psionic buff? <laughs> <laughs> I do believe you just pulled that out of your ass, James. <laughs> I say you I can. Did. He's being, you know, creative. I, no, I, I, I points for creativity. I appreciate the creativity. Um. Uh, let, let, let's 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 see here. Hold on a second. Uh, let's see how this goes first, and then we'll. So that you're you're going to reach forward for Patsy, and he is going to kind of deftly slide out of the way. So deftly, actually, that that doesn't seem like the movements of a man who is crippled. Oh, I'll roll a what perception? Give me a perception, or yeah. Give okay. Me a perception. Twenty-four. Uh, twenty-four. The way he pivots on his hip and backs up. Both of his legs seem to be working just fine right now. Son of a bitch. Um, you move pretty deftly for a cripple. Uh, and... <laughs> uh, Luke's gonna come over so he's like, oh shit. Like, just like, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> kind of. Um, and Patsy's going to start backing up towards the door. And he's gonna go ahead and make an athletics check to try and sprint out of so what's going to happen is you'll both roll athletics checks. If his is higher than yours, then he's going to run outside of this bar without you catching him. Once he's in town, we'll discuss what happens then. Because <laughs> yeah, we know he's going to make it past him. 20. 13. Ooh. <laughs> so he's going to get to the door and Dagon's going to kind of like trying to trying to open it. Dagon's going to like pin him and I would imagine kind of flip him around like so you you have him pinned up against the door he can't escape okay 
Perfect. Um, Dagon's going to... I'll pull his arm back as if to punch and just uh, demand uh, uh, what's going on here. Okay. Are you are you still doing the psionic crackle glow thing? Yeah. Add plus two to an intimidate check for me. Uh, 23, so... Oh, That's I got a crit. A crit. <laughs> yeah! Um, Patsy... Uh, Patsy is is going to kind of there, there's a flinch like he's like he's going to squint in his eyes like you're he's getting ready for you to hit him. Okay, man, just don't hurt me. Uh, so, so firstly, I'll... that's not Patsy's voice. No. Uh, so the voice. So not only is he not crippled, but the voice he puts on for you is not his actual voice. Okay. Um, would I know the voice? Um, no, but I mean, you'd immediately, it's like, hey, that's not your, that's not your accent. What, okay. what, you know. So, so something's definitely wrong here. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, either tell me what's going on or you make peace with your gods right now. Does that count with my other intimidate check? Cause I don't know if I can roll another good one. No, no, no. You're fine. You're okay. fine. You've already, you've already intimidated the guy sufficiently. This is, okay. yeah. Uh, so he's, he's gonna, so, uh, <clears throat> Patsy's going to just like take a deep breath. All right, all right. Just don't hurt me. I honestly didn't expect to see any one of you again. We just we get people coming through here all the time and to be honest, it's either we send people like you out there to try and deal with them or they attack us in town. Ever since Trevor turned, he just he'll just attack us randomly. And if no offense, if their bellies are fully you guys, then they don't bother us. We figured, you know, best case scenario, you you go in, you kill him, you come back, we pay you. But worst case scenario, you're dead and we don't get bothered for another week or two. And you're okay with that? If the choice is them attacking us or people we don't know getting mauled, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. You're a despicable human. Oh. You know, there's an interpretation of that that makes you an accomplice to murder, right? A figure clad in gray and blue, uh, just gray and blue flowing uh, flowing clothing uh, approaches the situation. Uh, he's got a full brown beard and a, uh, and a just carefully coiffed head of uh, brown hair. And uh, he says, um, you know, that, that makes you an accomplice to murder. That doesn't that doesn't clear you just because you're not the killer. Dagon's going to look at this guy kind of like, who are, but he's going to go along with it and look back at Patsy for an answer. Patsy's, Patsy's going to look over at, at, at this guy, the, 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 this guy just interjecting into the conversation. What do you expect us to do? We can't fight him. You can be forthright with passersby. You can, and then they wouldn't take the job from the outside. Concrete help. There are those of us who would gladly fight it off. That's why we instituted the Great Hunt. That, that the best we could do is keep them at bay, and that's that's only temporary. They, they... then the solution is not to mislead people, not to feed travelers to these beasts. We're not actively trying to feed anyone to anything. To be honest, we we were rooting for you. We'd we'd like nothing more than for you to take them out once and for all. Get them out of our hair. But that never seems to happen. To be honest, it looked like you could take care of yourselves. That, that's, that's why I picked your friend out. It looked like he could maybe take at least a couple of them out before he left. There were six of them. 
then you got lucky, because there's more than that. Your story seems to be rapidly changing, my friend. First it's we wished you the best, next it's if their bellies are full, they don't bother us. Again, that's worst case scenario. We don't we don't wish that upon you, but again, that's worst case scenario, and it doesn't involve us getting attacked in the middle of the night. My guess is you probably ran into Trevor if you if it was just six of them traveling, then that's probably his pack. Well, how, how lucky about- for us. Kinda helps sell the story, to be honest. If you tell people that you've been attacked in town, you give them a little evidence, then they're a little more likely to take the job. You are a pathetic little man. But I'll leave it up to my new friend here. What do you say, stranger? What should we do with this man? I'm afraid, though I see a hunger in your eyes for violence, at best, he's operating under deceptive business practices, but I urge you not to kill him. Perhaps... I can help you avenge your friends, if we could talk. You're saying you want to fight werewolves? I'm saying I will fight anything that presses the walls of a great city, of civilization. And I have a special bit of interest, admittedly, in you and your fellow companions. That is assuming you are Dagon Arkenskin. He'll kind of look at him quizzically. Um, how do you know that name? House Dragonkeep. Hmm. You and uh, you and your companions were quite the piece of news for a little bit. Yes, the House of Horrors. How could I forget? Uh, before we get too much more into this, Dagon, may I call you Dagon? My name is uh, Haven, by the way. Haven Tash. Pleased to meet you, Haven. Hmm. I'll, he'll, uh, Dagon will loosen his grip on Patsy at this point. Um, he's calling... just kind of pinballing back and forth between you two, just like watching you talk. <laughs> he's just kind of like, kind of straighten his shirt out a bit, like after you... He'll, uh... And uh, Haven looks at Patsy and says, you're lucky I was around. It seems you've dodged quite the forceful blow today. Have you learned a lesson? Look, I, I am sorry to hear about your friend. I, we don't want anyone to die, but we just don't have a way of protecting ourselves here then the solution next time is seeking help. There are those out here who will fight for you, who don't need to be deceived to go out there. I'm among them. Might I suggest you be truthful about the odds? I think I laid it out pretty well. I think I painted a pretty vivid picture of how dangerous they were. Like, I wasn't exactly truthful entirely, but I didn't send you in blind either. We did everything we could to equip you. We... We were going to pay you if you came back and, and had killed them. I... Your smith shop was closed, conveniently. There's nothing we could do about that. She, again, she really doesn't trust anybody. It's. Well, I already know you wanted us to die, to be fed upon, to satisfy their hungers so they wouldn't come after you. He was afraid, and... though. I understand acting in fear. Mind you, and he looks at Patsy, that doesn't excuse what you've done. But at the very least, it makes it comprehensible. If uh, your taste for vengeance against this man is uh, is past, uh, perhaps we can work on something constructive. Eyes toward the future, taking care of this problem and avenging the ones you've lost. Does the offer? He looks at Patsy again. Does the offer for payment still stand? 
yeah, always. We've we've set a good chunk of gold aside just in case someone could do something about the problem. I may be able to help with a weapon. That's a start. Retribution for our fallen friend is probably the least you can do. Let me let me talk to some people around here and I'll see what I can do. All right. Go. Uh, Patsy is going to open the door and hurriedly walk out of this bar. Um, how about we catch up with Corey? Okie doke. <clears throat> so, uh, Corey's kind of floating around in town. What, what would she be doing here? Um, probably the second that Dagon uh, left her, she is going to take a seat on the ground, uh, head in her hands, and is just going over everything that had happened previously. Next to this fallen horse. (laughs) Almost not noticing. Uh, Actaronis is just gonna slowly turn his head. It's like, his body almost not even moving. Looking over at you. And you can hear his voice whenever he speaks. It's really, like, his voice resonates in his helmet like it's a huge tin can. He just says, I am also grieving. I just lost a friend. What ails you? Uh, Corey's going to be really surprised and like, whoa, oh my gosh, this thing moves and talks. Um, and she's going to get back up and get a little closer over to the sink because she wants to examine it a little. And <laughs> <clears throat> um, she's going to say, we came from the forest and we were just outnumbered. What are you doing here? I've been on a very long travel with my friend here, Trusty. We almost made it. The gates are right over there. Oh, poor Trusty. I guess at least we made it to White Hedge. You, you mean Lockford, right? Oh, is this Lockford? Oh, Trusty. Poor fellow. Well, all right. I guess my grieving is over. He'll be with me. I'm, I'll be fine. He'll be fine. My order believes that our mounts and the mounts of our ancestors follow us in battle. So let's not worry about him. Um, what, what, what happened in the forest? Um, Corey is going to look over at the gates where Dagon had gone into the bar. And she's going to look back at Acteronis and say, We lost some people in the forest. I'm waiting for my companion to get back so that we can return and get them, or what's left of them. Well, you seek any help? Well, forgive my manners. I mean, I've been completely distraught by what just happened, but... And he, like, extends his hand, and he says, I am Sir Acteronis Sidwal, Athanasius, uh, rider of the Rashabar Knights of Onakal. It is a pleasure meeting you. Uh, she's going to hold out her hand as well and, and shake his... Um, Cory Forest Keeper. Uh, we we probably could use some help. What brings you to Lockford exactly? Well, Trusty and I were on a long journey, actually, seeking shelter. We had to leave home after certain complications happened. But now that I've finally reached a town, I was thinking of traveling from town to town, hoping to help spread the the teachings of the Rashabar Order, now that there's pretty much only one of us left. 
Uh, Corey's going to look down at the ground, uh, almost in thought, and look back up and say, I know what it's like to have to leave your home. It almost feels like there isn't another place for you out there. You're more than welcome to walk with us until we can get you another horse or to get you to where you're going if you'd like. But it's, from what I've seen, it's going to be a dangerous path. I understand, but... I'm completely useless. Useless as a corpse, I'd say, when I try to find my, my, my way around. I'm not an explorer, so having someone help me find a way is going to make me... I can focus my thoughts on what I can do best. So I will just follow you around and make sure your travels are safe, safe from now. Corey's going to nod back at him um, and probably head into town, into the actual town where um, Dagon went. Alright, so Acteronis is just going to do that. Uh, closes the eyes of his horse with his palm and moves on and just tells the first towns, townspeople that there's a, a dead horse on the outskirts of the town and that they might want to remove it from there. <laughs> <laughs> the city will send someone out eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> um... It's just going to kill the grass. You don't get it out of there. <laughs> so, um, let's say that <clears throat> Dagon and Haven uh, meet up with uh, Corey and Acteronis. Outside? Inside? I would say this is in town. This is outside. So basically you see a walking, clunky, armored figure. His, arm- his armor almost, uh, I guess, looks really too big for him. And uh, Haven, Haven kind of looks around as Corey and uh, and Acteronis show up, and uh, he says, um, "Dagon, I'm I'm confused. Where's uh, the, the gnome and, and the elf and uh, and the drill? Uh, where are they?" Well, we've had quite the night, haven't we? The gnome Galford has been gone for what would we say two weeks? Uh, a week? No, no, no. Days? This would be this would be days bordering on a week. Okay. Um, for a few days now, he's had some issues with a rod of wonder. It um, let's just say it messed him up real good. He's headed for Umanero, and I and really don't know if we'll see him again. And the rest were lost to the Silver Glade. Couldn't we know for sure. <clears throat> We know for sure Rikus has fallen. We know not the fate of Baranith or Trixie. And it is our intention to go back and find them when it is safe. Absolutely. You can't leave your friends behind. You have to find out. Um, I'm sorry. Um, uh, so, uh, I guess there are some more introductions in order. I'm I'm Haven Tash. Uh, your names? I am Sir Acteron Isidual Athanasius, rider of the Rashabar Knights of Onakal. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, and Corey's going to peer down at Haven. Uh, hold out her hand. Uh, Corey Forest Keeper. Haven gives her a nice, firm handshake. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you all. Um, do, we want to, uh, do we want to gather somewhere and uh, touch base? Discuss why we're all where we are? Uh, I take it there's been quite a shuffle in your numbers lately. Well, I mean, it was just one horse. <laughs> <laughs> there's 
there's <laughs> um, Haven looks at Dagon and says, "There's a there's a horse involved too." Apparently, I have well, no idea. You don't need to worry about it. He's with me right now. Haven just like arches an eyebrow so high. Um, your horse is with you right now. Well, I mean, so are your fallen friends. I'm sure. No, oh, Haven nods. Corey is going to pat uh, Actoronis on the shoulder. Just clinks. Yeah. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Almost Wait, like, so, it's alright. <laughs> they don't do get like it, perc- but we get it. Can I do a perception check on Actoronis? Sure. I mean, we don't really know what's that he's a revenant yet, do we? Or did he say that? No. no. I'm not, I don't think he even knows he's one. He hinted at it, though. It was cute. Oh, wow. Uh, 30. All right, well, uh, you can see, as I said, that his armor is kind of too, a little bit too large for him. Like, it's the right size, but it kind of feels a little like a t- large uh, f- football gear, like just wobbly. And you can note some designs that could be a little Eastern, like from uh, Onakal, let's say. And his armor is completely dirty, really, really uh, like unkept. And he's carrying with him a really large shield. It has uh, an emblem with a dragon silhouette. And it's all uh, covered in elven scripts. And so is his armor. You can see elven scripts all over it. And he's got a pretty, uh, uh, really really large curved blade at his waist. Uh, That looks kind of an Egyptian sword, I guess, called a kopesh. So it's pretty much it. Can't see his face through his really, really uh, tiny, I guess, slits in his helmet. So it's hard to tell what expression he's making when he's talking. So it's hard to tell when he's serious or not, okay. or anything. <laughs> Dagon will kind of squint his eyes and look a little closer at him. You said you were from Onik Hall. That is correct. How recently have you been there? I fled Onik Hall. I guess. I don't remember. Uh, weeks, maybe? I don't know how long it's been in-game since the events, Jason. Um, since the original <laughs> events? Uh, I would say that is, let's see, that is coming up on two weeks. All right, so my memory my memory is a bit blurry through all that travel in the desert, but I'd say two, two or three weeks, I'm not sure. And when, when were we there last? About a week? Uh, about... Like, just before Galfrey Five left. days ago, yeah. yeah. So about four or five days ago. Okay. Dagon uh, will just sort of look him up and down a little suspiciously and and just dismiss it as that. And uh, just say, um, let, let's go gather somewhere else where we can sit down and talk. Sounds good. Agreed. Be nice to get a bite to eat somewhere. Well, uh, there's a couple of different places to, to get a bite to eat. There is the there is the bar, although that's kind of subpar food wise, and um, you almost had a violent act occur there. So uh, there is also uh, a lovely restaurant that you could you could kind of uh, all sit down and it'd be nice and quiet. I have money. I will treat the party to a meal. See, that's a good way to get to know people. That is a good <laughs> way to introduce yourself. Well, thank you. Yes, this way. Uh, we will uh, we'll fill our we'll fill our bellies, and we'll see if we can't uh, come to an understanding. So, let's say that you're 
you, you're all sitting down. You're 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 going to go ahead and try to eat something, enjoy a meal. Uh, you you've all had a rough day thus far, in, well, maybe not Haven, but <laughs> everyone else has kind of had a rough day, and it would be nice to eat something, get a little something on your stomach, and, and relax for a minute. Just uh, help yourselves, please. Um, I'll uh, I'll try to be brief. I uh, it's only it's only fair that you know where I'm coming from before you. Uh, before I ask what I'd like to ask of you. Um, as I said earlier, my name's Haven Tash. Um, odds are you're familiar with the events happening in the West. With uh, Zan and Carter and uh, the, uh, the defense of Winter Haven, things of that matter. We know of the war. My goal in seeking you out has something to do with that. See, Zan and Carter's activities have, well, they have shamed my goddess's name. I'm a servant of Erethus. She, uh, she's the goddess of cities and creation and civilization. The very thing that Xanon Carter has been using to oppress people. Just recently, myself and some other servants of Erethus, uh, concluded that there's no better time than now, uh, with, with people fighting back against Xanon Carter, uh, to come out among the people again as priests of Erethus and show people that cities are not the terrible and oppressive thing that he's been making them to restore our reputation. We've been seeing people stop attending our services and stop requesting our blessings. It's because our reputation has been ruined. So we agreed that rather than all staying together, it would be better for spreading the word if we were to each go out and find other groups to join up with. Cooperative people, people who understood the value of order. Uh, when I heard about you, Dagon, and, and your friends, though admittedly there seemed to be few of, of the party I was told about left, you had worked to take over a faction within within Brightport. You had, uh, even just now, when I saw you, uh, when I saw you in the bar, you wanted you wanted your vengeance on the deceiver there, but you were also receptive to reason. You understood how to work within the framework of order. I don't feel I was wrong to seek you all out. That if you would allow me, I would be pleased to help you on your adventure for just merely the standard portion of treasures that might get liberated from tombs and things of that sort and an opportunity to travel safely in numbers and spread the teachings of Erethus, hopefully restoring her reputation in the process. I think that about uh, sums it up. Well, you, friend, would have made a great Reshabar rider, if anything. If you, all the three of you, joined forces, I, I would gladly join you. I feel like there's a lot we share, and we could do great things. Haven grins and says, I'll take that as a high compliment. I believe it was. What of you, uh, Corey, Dagon? Um, All I ask is a standard share of the treasure with which to continue my work repairing my goddess's reputation and backs to stand against as we fight evil. Corey is going to look at Haven um, and say, I will fight with you, I will travel with you, but I can't promise my allegiance to a false god. Uh, Haven oh. is kind of taken aback with that. Um, well, 
can't win them all, I guess. And who knows what both of us might learn if we travel together for long enough. She's going to smile back at that. If what you offer is your defense, it's good enough for now. Um, <clears throat> Dagon will look at him and say, uh, I do not believe in your god, or any god for that matter, but I'm not one to refuse aid. So if you can look past that, as I can as well, to each their own, then I think we can work something out. If you won't stop me from my efforts to spread my teachings, I can accept it. If that's your thing, then then go ahead. Knock yourself out. Then he's going to look at Corey and say, um, we need to go back. We can't just leave them there. Rikus deserves a proper burial. And we still need to find Baranath and Trixie. Clearly they have not made it back to Lockford. And I'm a little concerned about what might have happened to them. Um, Corey's going to look back. I and say I didn't know that it was a discussion obviously we need to go back the only thing that gives me comfort is knowing that at least Trixie and Braneth aren't alone they have to they they must be together they have to have each other um but we do need to go back and get Regis and hopefully we will run into them on our way um might I suggest uh this time we probably take the requisite bit of extra time to make the preparations we need. It seems like silver weapons would have been a great boon in your first encounter. Yeah, they would have been great if had they been available. Is unfortunately, the sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, no, you go ahead. Uh, unfortunately, the weaponsmith was not around, and we only had whatever we had with us. That's all we had to deal with. Is the blacksmith open now, Jason? No. Um, Son but... of a bitch. <laughs> Wake <laughs> that walker up. Um, if you remember, she, she left town to deal with uh, a family death. She went to Fair Bay. May I, uh, if, if you all would like to just stay and eat for a minute, um, I could make a contact within the government here and see if I can um, put a little leverage on that situation. You all wait right here and let me see if I can help you out. And Haven, Haven uh, quickly po- kind of power walks out the door with like a sense of direction. <laughs> hmm. Jason, is there like some sort of skill check I can do? Because all I want to do is just like tip my hand axes in silver. Is there some sort of check <laughs> to see if I can do that? Um, that would just be that would be a matter of going to a blacksmith and having it done. It would cost money because silver is rare. But uh, that, that's. <laughs> well, you need a blacksmith too, and that's the problem. The blacksmith is out of town now. Um, uh, well, okay, let's see what let's see what Rob wants to do here first, and because there may be a bit of a solution to the problem. Uh, so Haven Haven goes to wherever the seat of government in the town is. All right. So within town here, the 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 government in uh, the government in Lockford is is very small. Uh, this town is is run by uh, a mayor. His name is Orin. And this guy, okay, run, okay, so you, you would be visiting the mayor. He doesn't even have, like, a secretary or, or some sort of administrator to, to keep out people. Like, his door is pretty much wide open. Uh, so if you would like to make a perception check walking in here, just to see what you're dealing with. Okay. Uh, ooh, that's one of the good ones. <laughs> 
Then I roll a two. <laughs> Seventeen. Rob is back, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Every time you say, oh, that's one of my... <laughs> I've noticed that before. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, just writing something down for later. <laughs> um, You've been poisoned. No. <laughs> Walking into the building, you're on fire. So. <laughs> welcome to group two. <laughs> Such a warm welcome. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the penalty for puns. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Mayor Oren Sedeus uh, is 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 sitting at his desk, uh, asleep. Uh, feet kicked back, um, slumped in his chair, just kind of completely passed out with a book over his face. Um, Haven Haven kind of slips back behind the doorway uh, and uh, just kind of raps on the frame a few times uh, relatively loudly. <laughs> okay. He is going to rocket up uh, and and the book is going to come. He's like, yeah. Nah. Uh, who is it? What, what do you want? Uh, you are, you're the mayor? Yeah. Why? What, who are you? Apologies. No, uh, I'm sorry to startle you. Uh, my name is, my name is Haven Tash. May I come in? Ah, uh, yeah, sure, fine. Uh, have a seat. And he, there, there are a few chairs lined up uh, opposite his desk. Uh, and Haven, Haven uh, takes himself to a seat and says, um, "You, you seem, you seem relatively, relatively relaxed, uh, Mister Mayor, um, for a man with a rather extreme werewolf problem." I, uh, I'm, I'm. Let me apologize. I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, that probably appears terrible to you. Uh, coming from the outside in. Uh, I don't really sleep all that much anymore, and if I can squeeze in just, just a few minutes here and there, it seems to help. Uh, what what can I do for you, exactly? Um, well, um, myself and my friends, um, we're... We're here to try to help you with that issue, but I understand that uh, your blacksmith has left town to deal with the death in the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Mr. Mayor, do you have any process for requisitions regarding uh, martial law or, or commandeering of uh, resources in emergencies? Uh, he's going to. He's going to kind of look up. You want me to break into her? You want me to break into her shop? I want you to authorize access to her shop, after which we will leave appropriate payment for any weapons that are used in the hunting of werewolves that threaten the local safety. And after that, she'll slit my throat in my sleep. Why is that? She can be... forceful, let's say. Uh, I can do it. I... I'll... I'll... I'll deal with her, but... Why, but why would she try to kill you if payment was left? I'm I'm exaggerating. It's the principle. You don't understand. She has a really high moral code and something happened with a friend of hers and trust has been an issue with her ever since. Again, she's a strong personality. Great blacksmith, but just a really strong personality. So I 
I can deal with her a little better than most can. If I will do whatever I can to convince her with you that a minor breach of privacy is worth the effort of not being eaten by werewolves, Mr. Mayor. You have my word. <laughs> I would like to see that, to be honest. I have a key to her shop. I, I can open it. I I don't know how many silver weapons she has. Uh, she, I mean, you can imagine that in the two years we've had this problem, that the supply is like silver. Over. Yeah. Let me let me let me ask you a really honest question. Certainly. Why should I do this for you? And please don't take offense, but why are you better equipped to deal with this problem than any of the other adventurers that have come through here? You're right. I don't have any evidence that I'm better or stronger or more capable. What I do have is a reasonable request, a willingness to leave payment, and a desire to see your city protected. Are you familiar with this holy symbol? And uh, Haven kind of turns so that the mayor can see his shoulder pad with the symbol of Erethus emblazoned on it. Yeah. Yeah, I am. From the tone of your voice, I take it you, uh, you're reluctant to put stock in gods in such trying times. It can be difficult to have faith in something like that. You, you understand. Again, it's nothing personal. I'm... Haven just raised his hand. A god's work is done through her agents. Let me show you the power of Erethus today. Let me end this plight. Diplomacy? Uh, please do, yes. Another two. Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> when roles don't match performance. Yeah, that's also one of your good skills. <laughs> like my whole thing. Uh, fancy. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Um, I reject this roll. <laughs> Shoot. Heroic effort can't apply to a skill check. I think it does, actually, doesn't it? Uh, attack rolls or saving throws. Uh, Unless you want to give it to me. No. I would say that performance acting was a heroic effort. Wow. I would say... Am I playing with Izzy right now? <laughs> Plus one seducer perk? <laughs> Zing! Okay. Very well, 15. What do you got? He says, fuck you, get out of my... Um, <laughs> I... I don't know about Erethus, to be honest, but you seem like a decent enough person, and I'm going to go ahead and do this for you, but just know that this is... This is a pretty big leap of faith for us. I... I imagine... Are you traveling with a party? Or were you traveling with a party? I am, as of recent. Alright, so... There will be people in town who would have tried to convince you to go after the werewolves anyway, I'm sure, at some point. Mm -hmm. This has been a problem for a while, and they're scared. We don't have the people or resources to go after them ourselves. I, I want you to succeed. Please don't get me wrong, but... I have every reason to believe that you will be eaten. I appreciate your candor. Just so that you know you're getting into. I'll go see what I can find for you at the blacksmith shop, alright? Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Know that the start of solving this problem has its roots in unity. In coming together with people from separate parties. From your town and from my crew here. Together, 
many hands will make light work of this. Uh, roll another diplomacy check, please. Oh, I'm selling it. Selling it to him as hard as I can. 23. 23 is much better. All right. Yes. Um, you can see him kind of pause as he's, he's taking that in and he shakes his head. I'll do my best to try and find something to help you. And he is going to leave his office and start marching towards the blacksmith shop. I take it I can follow? Um, you sure can. Okay. Uh, I, I'll swing by the, um, I'll swing by the restaurant and see if my friends are done and, uh, say, um, you know, little, uh, little effort with the bureaucracy around here is, uh, going to open up the doors of the blacksmith's shop for us. We'll be paying for anything in requisition, but, uh, you should have a better chance if that blacksmith has stocked some silver weapons. Many thanks, friend. Be nice to have an advantage should we come face-to-face with these werewolves again. It is all about learning how to best operate within the system. When you can operate within the system, you can get many people on your side. Come, let's oh. see what we can get. Alright. Uh, Actoralis is just gonna stuff what's left of the stale bread under his helmet and just, like, eat all he can as fast as he can and just <laughs> as he stands up says I have a few pebbles and coins from from my homeland I don't know I don't think they're much they're worth much here but I'm willing to give it all if it's of any use to you and he just reaches for a pouch and hands it to any one of you Haven will take it uh, I guess transfer whatever currency Jason that would be 4,200 yeah. Holy moly! Yep. So uh, he's just so <laughs> Haven, Haven kind of takes this hulking like I take it it's like rather big actually like it is maybe I see it more like gems or stuff like that. Of okay, value. okay. So he pops it open and he just like looks through it and he goes, "Yeah, I think you're pulling your weight. I think you're pulling your weight, Actronis." <laughs> All right. Well, I you'll find that I you'll find that I do. So he was shoving bread. Into his face, just like under plates. under the helmet, just like to eat it. But there's probably enough wiggle off. room. Yeah, yeah, there's enough wiggle room under the helmet. He could put his whole hand in there and just like not, not, of, not the, the loaf, just like in right. chunks. It's like know. a cheek pouch. He's saving it for later. Yeah. Dagon's <laughs> gonna look at him and just say, um, "You know, you can take that off, don't you?" Oh, I. I feel naked without it. That wouldn't be very proper of me. He'll just be naked. Just <laughs> uh, and Haven, Haven's like walking along ahead and doesn't even turn it around. Turn around, and he's like, "I totally understand, Actaronis. I feel awful whenever I'm not wearing a holy symbol." Dagon's just gonna cock his eyebrow and be like, "Okay, okay." By the way, have you tried this bread? It is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> It's good for grieving. That's that is the <laughs> Aryan tradition of offering someone bread if they're grieving. I salted it with my tears. Bread yeah. of tears. <laughs> I would say that's right up there with fucking bardic fist bumps. That is that is a Therian tradition at this point. <laughs> so blacksmith. Um, arriving at the blacksmith, the uh, the mayor is kind of so. He has unlocked the door, but extremely tentatively, he's, like, slipping the door open. Um, go ahead and roll a perception check, please. Who? Everyone? Um, everyone, please. Ooh. That's one of my good ones. That's 25. one of my worst ones. 
Wow, 25, 25, 22. Okay, so all of you, uh, all of you would notice uh, that is the distinctive look of someone looking for traps as they, <laughs> as they're trying to open this um, I could do a dungeoneering. <laughs> um, so if you, like he is, like it takes him a few seconds to get, like he's trying to slip around the door without actually opening it all the way. Um, and, Mr. Mayor. Okay. Oh, Yes. Would you like to have a member of the town guard present as a second witness to our behavior here so that no one has any questions about whether or not we've taken things that we haven't paid for? Uh, no, no, that's that's not the worry. Um, Gina sometimes rigs up a crossbow uh, to, to fire upon people who would open the door and, and not be welcome. Just just give me a second. I, I can get past it. Just And he, he's opening the door just wide enough so that he can kind of slip his body in. He's a really thin, kind of spindly guy. And he, he kind of like slips by this wooden door. And after a couple of seconds, uh, he kind of like swings the door open wide. Alright, you can come in, but just kind of stay here by the by the entrance just to, just to make sure. Don't touch anything, please. Just let me get in and get out. I have enough to explain already. David um, nods and slips in the door. Uh, walking in, you can see that there is a rather large crossbow pointed uh, down at the entrance of the door. Um, and the way it's positioned, it looks like it would be firing right at the neck slash head region of someone. Haven just looks it over and goes, hmm, security minded. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and 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 you can kind of see Oren, like poking around and 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 just generally looking. Uh, she has a cache around here somewhere of really good items. Is there, if, Jason? Is there a way to get close to the crossbow without being in the line of fire of the crossbow? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Haven, once you're once you're in, yeah, you can get around it. Yeah, Haven's gonna like disarm, like take the bolt out of the crossbow and make sure there's nothing else like auto loading it. And then okay. he's going to invite the rest of the party in so they don't get shot. Okay. And after after a few seconds, Oren's going to go, Okay, this could be useful. Um, and he's going to pull out a quiver filled with 20 silver-tipped arrows. Haven takes one look yeah. at that. And I take, Corey, does Corey actually have, like, a bow on her? She, oh, yeah. yeah. She does. Yeah, Haven takes a look at that and says... To the lady with the Hawkeye, I take it. Um, she's gonna reach out and grab them. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, um, does she have uh, records of prices or prior transactions that we could use as reference for cost? Well, with silver, it's kind of a case-by-case basis. It's in such high demand, she can pretty much charge whatever she wants. But, look, just give me what you think is fair right now. I'll reimburse her the rest if she wants more. And, uh, hopefully she won't kill anyone. I'll keep extensive documentation. Um, I guess Haven, Haven will help the mayor search for silver. Um, hold on a second. Jamie? Yes? How do you not have a bow? I don't have one. You're a ranged character. That's all you use. Well, my axes are my ranged weapon because they automatically come back to me. Ooh, that's cool. Um, Does Trixie use a bow? Ever? I think she yeah, has a, she's got. Does she have like, a bow or a crossbow? She's got like. Does she have a crossbow or dual crossbows or? She, she has a she has a crossbow, but like canonically, we've 
always describe what Kor uses as a bow, because all of her powers are centered around bows. Do we want to retcon a bow onto Corey's sheet and call it a day? Yeah, I'd say that's that's probably... <laughs> let's just do that. Baseline plus two magic bow? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the math would be the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, bow. That'll work out later anyway, because I know you want that bow. I want it so bad. <laughs> Haven just used meta-bureaucracy. <laughs> I got you a bow. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, so the search for still go ahead, go, go. the search for other uh, silver things. Um, do me a favor, roll a perception check. That's one of my good ones. Yeah, 35. that is a crit in the shop. Uh, you don't find any actual uh, preforged weapons made of silver, but tucked away in a corner of the shop, behind a case, is an actual brick of silver. <laughs> You can only imagine that this was being saved for a rainy day or if a really high roller came into town and heard about her proficiency as a smith that they would have her make something made of silver. But in this particular town, silver goes for a fairly high price as it is because uh, there are those in, like, let's say Leora. Um, silver tip weapons come in handy for her line of work, doing the job that no one else wants to do and that is extremely dangerous and the weapons for which are costly. In this particular town, silver goes for a premium. So that brick of silver is is worth more than this town would bring in in a year. Easy. Could I use it as a ranged weapon? <laughs> <laughs> can I shove you can it throw it hard enough to throw it? Just like wrap a rope around it and use it as a bludgeon. Yeah, I could wrap it around my fist and just use my fist, my silver fist. <laughs> uh, Corey is going to look over at Haven and say, we can't take all of their silver because there's no way we can kill all of the werewolves. We can't leave them defenseless. I know. Mm. But at the same time, and what's I mean, what, uh, how, how extensively can we hope to slay these werewolves? Uh, what, what do we know of the numbers? total numbers. We ran into six. Alright. And we know that that's not all of them. Mr. Mayor, do you know how many more there are? Um, Orr's gonna per perk up when you said you ran into six. Wait, 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 wait. You fought them? I didn't, uh... Fighting them may not be the right term. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we tried, and unfortunately, uh... We were ill-equipped. One of our companions went down, and I'm embarrassed to admit, but we had to flee the fight. It sounds like you ran into the pack. I'm surprised any of you got out, to be honest. That's that's kind of amazing. What's the pack? The pack is in that's all of them? To be honest, there's always been werewolves in the area. That's just part of living here. It's If you go hunting in the Silver Glade, then there's awful things in the Silver Glade. The problem is, one of our townspeople's son, the story is that he was out hunting in the glade, and he was bitten by one of them, and... Corey's going to interrupt Trevor? Yeah, you've, you've heard of him. It's kind of a local legend. We've met him. And again, you're alive. That's commendable. Uh, most, most people don't survive going into the, the glade and actually finding them. You must be pretty expert hunters. Their reputation precedes them. 
Uh, it can take a while to track them down and find them. Uh, I, I would imagine you weren't just stumbling through the woods blindly. Tracking is a specialty of mine. Well, I, I would say between that and the arrows, you, you have a shot. So how much of this block of silver does it take to silver a single weapon? Um, he's gonna... Okay. He's looking at this this little brick of silver, and on the one hand, that can give you a fantastic a fantastic advantage against these werewolves. On the other hand, this woman will murder the entire town. The look on his face, like, they fear her for whatever reason. Uh, she, her reputation precedes her. I think that we could sufficiently coat the edges of your weapon in silver with, with this. I, 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 I know she has an apprentice. I don't know if he'll help us, but she has an apprentice. Just the edges of one weapon? <clears throat> How long would it take? Uh, it could be done in hours. Oh. Does she have any interest in Feyrut? I, I really can't speak for her, to be honest. We have to decide if the priority is to find your friends alive first or wait for these new swords. If we, if we put down the big one, Trevor, um, what, what dent will that make in, in your werewolf problem? To be honest, they never really... I mean, outside of the random occurrence of them chasing someone into town, it was never a problem until Trevor turned... So there's so he's effectively become an instigator. He's making them more dangerous than they were. There are some that say that for whatever reason he has a connection to the town and there's something he wants here. We, we don't we don't really know what it is. It may just be some shred of his old self. He seems hell-bent on getting back in and mauling everyone he finds. The attacks have gotten more and more frequent. He wants some. You think he wants something? Does he have living relatives that could know? His father, but they never really got along all that well, to be honest. They will learn to get along with us because we need answers. Uh, could you tell me where I can find his father? <sighs> yeah, I can let you know where his house is. He's probably going to be less than receptive to talk to you about it. He will learn to be receptive for the safety of himself and his town. I will teach okay. him to cooperate. Trust me. I wish you luck. Um, and he's going to give you directions uh, to a little shack on the edge of town. And uh, Haven Haven makes a point of tucking the silver bar away back right where he found it. Because uh, we're not we're not ready to go through with that thing just yet. Okay. Um, okay. What do these silvered arrows run? Um, those, okay, so normal normal silver weapons are going to go for a premium. These silvered arrows, uh, because it's a ranged weapon, uh, and because it's silver, that would probably run you about four grand. Yeah. Huh. Again, uh, they can charge what they want. Right. And do we know, can anyone make a roll to see exactly how much these arrows repress the, um... That sounds like a Cory roll. That's a nature check? Uh, that would be a nature check. Woo! 31. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, you can cut that pesky regeneration clean out. Yes! Like a uh, single yeah. hit? 
knocks it off. Like from- single single hit, it'll it'll uh, that that's something that lasts hours until any silver is dug out of them, and even after that, it takes a while. Think Kryptonite to Superman. Uh, so you can cut out that pesky regeneration. It also does damage over time. Um, if the arrow is left in, then it's it's something that it's like a poison to them. Corey, what's the word? I think if if we were to use these, it would keep them from healing so quickly, and hopefully they'll be ravaged so they won't have the sense to take out the silver. I know that it it would continuously like burn their skin throughout the battle. How's your aim? Oh, he's asking, like, in story, like... I know, but I need to know how to answer. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have a plus 13. (laughs) That tells you anything. (laughs) Uh, I'm familiar with a bow. I wouldn't say I'm the best shot, but I I know my way. We're going to have a little lesson in teamwork here if this escalates to a fight. Um, We're going to have to do everything in our power to set Corey up with clean shots. But I think we can pull this off if need be. Now that's if need be. The next step is to contact uh, what was his name? Trevor? Trevor's father? Mm-hmm. Uh, his father's name is Shane. Oh, Shane. Um, so let's Corey, half of the arrows you think? Six wolves? Ten arrows? If I'm aiming them all at Trevor, I'm, I'm hopefully bound to hit him at least once. And we can even return the ones we don't use. Mm-hmm. making the least impact on the town as possible in case the werewolves get brazen again. From our experience, I believe it was Trevor was the one who was regenerating them. I don't think they could do it on their own. Is that correct, Jason? Um, no, werewolves do it okay. uh, on their own. Trevor would, treasure would Trevor do it quicker than the other ones. He's just a bit larger than all of them. Oh, the, uh, the howl thing, I take it that was kind of a morale effect. Yeah. yeah, that was more of a kill order. That was more like, like, yeah, that because after that, everyone swooped in and all of them got a melee basic attack. <laughs> okay, that was that was against bastards. Ugh. So six wolves, ten arrows. Feel relatively safe. I would say we take all of the arrows and then return the ones we don't use. There's no harm in that if she won't be back. When is she expected to return? Probably about four days or so. We can be back in four days. Um, Haven counts out a deposit of 4,000 gold pieces. All right. Is there is there anything other than weapons here? Is there armor or anything like that? Um, she mostly deals in weapons. Kind of like the idea of just clubbing them with the silver slab now. <laughs> <laughs> that is far too valuable to leave this building on a whip. How much right. would that be worth, Jason? That's so. That's that's like a twenty thousand dollar brick of silver. Yeah, I'd, so. I'd bring it back and just clean clean the blood off <laughs> <laughs> the bits of skull. <laughs> How about we do this? Because it sounds like you guys want to go fight werewolves again. I don't know how we oh. came to this. Want <laughs> is a strong word. Well, honestly, I thought we were going to retrieve your friends and not actively seeking out the yeah. werewolves. Hopefully they won't be there. All right. And what of all the adventurers who fell to them? Could we stumble upon some some of their buddies? See if they were better equipped than us? Track, yeah, I mean, track their whereabouts? Starting from really, the city? Yeah. We didn't really do any perception checks when we were out there. 
It's all James, werewolves. We have to we have to tell them how they work. Like they take down one person at a time because we cannot have anybody oh, go yeah. down again. Yeah, it's. I just it's, don't know how to attack that because if they're it, all attacking one person, how do you? It's take. It doesn't matter. It it we basically just have to take out Trevor, regardless of what else is going on. I mean, I think that's the approach anyway. Oof. Just looking at Trevor's stats. Is 972 HP. <laughs> uh, regains uh, 10 HP per second. Well, uh, if you hit him with if you hit him with some silver, that would greatly improve your chances. Because the fact that he was re- he was regening 20 health every round, uh, yeah, that was killing you guys. We really need to focus on the one at the time if we want to get past that regeneration or the silver. Yeah. It's it's, really I, I strongly think we should just take out Trevor if he's there. I'm going to agree. If we have to fight them at all. Because I really do want to see what Shane has to say first to see if we can get any insight. Yeah, let's not be reckless. Yeah. I mean, we absolutely want to recover Rikus's body, but um, not at our own expense. You guys, you guys, I'm really enjoying playing a patient calculating character for a change. <laughs> it feels really good to not be playing Malchus at the moment. Oh, come on, it must have been fun to play Malchus. No, 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 Malchus, don't get me wrong. Malchus mm. has his own recipe for fun, but at the same time, this is so refreshing. Good. Welcome home, Rob. Oh, it feels good. Like I said, when you were making the character, like that was the first time I've heard you excited about anything to do with this show in a long time. Oh, he just works the system and gets everything done. I've already got my solution. Well, I've got up and got my snack. I constructed my solution for the blacksmith lady for like getting rid of her anger. I've got it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very happy to have you here. Very happy to be here, guys. Y'all are super. Aww. Just just wait till that Brian guy comes back though. <laughs> Guy's a dick. Sincerely. I'll slap his bitch ass. I mean, um <laughs> So, um saving that sound drum. <laughs> 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 um wait, and, and the best part one? is I just said he, so you could cut that to make it about any male per yeah, that's <laughs> <player. laughs> Um So um is everyone back, first of all? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Off to Shane's house. Looks to be. Shane McBride's house seems to be somewhat dilapidated. Um, not not falling down or anything. Just uh, a bit of disrepair. Uh, the the garden outside hasn't been tended in quite a while. The the there there one set of the shutters on the windows is is askew. Looks like it it, it is trying to fall off. Um, so it, it looks like that the, the, this is not being maintained very well. Um, are you just going to knock, or you try and just walk in the building? How how would you like to deal with this? Oh, absolutely knock. I figured, Mister McBride. Uh, uh, after a few seconds, you could hear motion uh, within the house, and and you kind of hear someone shuffle up to the door, and a bearded figure is going to open the door. And, and kind of eyeball Haven suspiciously and then kind of poke his head outside to, to look around. Um, roll a perception check, please. Okay. Okay. Um, he's going to look out at the party and, and 
just kind of assess you all. And uh, when he gets to Corey, his eye is just like you can kind of just see this this fleck of recognition. Like, oh shit! Like, because Corey's giant <laughs> uh, and intimidating looking, uh, and there there really aren't many Goliaths walking around the mainland at all. So that's kind of like, oh shit, monster! Like, just for a split second, <laughs> everyone's like, oh god. Um, and almost like he's mad at himself for flinching. Just turn it. What do you want? Uh, Mr. McBride, I apologize for the intrusion. Uh, I was hoping to discuss a matter with you regarding the town's safety. I think you could be a great aid to the city. I'm not looking to fight anything, all right? I'm not I asking just... you to fight, sir. All I need is information. You know things that may be extremely valuable to the safety of yourself and others. Like what? My name is Haven. May I speak to you less through a crack in a door? Um, roll a diplomacy check for me. It's one of my... Never mind. Oh! oh I jinxed it! I jinxed it. Uh, as in getting all the bad rolls out of the way in non-critical situations, team. Two is your lucky number. It's, no, it really is. Non-werewolf-related situations. Uh... Shane is uh, is going to look over the party one more time, and he's going to get a hint at what you're asking him. Fuck off! And he's going to try to slam the door in Haven's face. Haven won't stop him. Okay. Did it, <laughs> so, Jason, uh, Rika's talked to Shane. Did he not? Uh, briefly, yes. And he was more sitting, kind of like stone faced in the bar, not speaking to anyone. But yeah. Okay. And but he would not. He would not have seen us, though. No. Okay. Um, Mr. McBride, I appreciate that you're suffering, but there will be much more suffering if you are still stuck living in a werewolf-besieged town. Please, Mr. McBride, I just need to talk to you. Uh, do me a favor, run one more diplomacy check. Oh. <laughs> the worst day. The worst that was much day. better now. <laughs> Man. For those of you who sitting at home, a plus 15 is there, or plus 13, plus 13 diplomacy is nothing to be ashamed of. All right? It's the dice. Well, you, I, you rolled twice as much. I, yeah. yeah. Oh. <clears throat> I'm so, on my good days, so diplomatic, audience at home. <sighs> uh, it's the curse of Malchus Grimness. That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kicked a puppy in a past life somewhere. <laughs> or mm, murdered an entire race. Um, let's let's um, do this. Um, <laughs> Shane is going to swing the door open wide and kind of charge out at Haven. And kind of like, not super aggressive, but to illustrate his point as he's speaking, he's going to kind of jam his his two fingers into Haven's chest over and over again as he's speaking. Okay. That child was a massive disappointment his entire life, and now I have to have his grim specter hanging over me the entire time I live here. I could, I'd kill him myself, but I can't. So now I have people like you approaching me every couple of months trying to fix the situation. And you know what happens to them? They march off into the forest and they fucking die. Uh, Actorinus is just going to step up slowly, uh, silently next to uh, Haven. Just get closer. That's it. Um, and Corey is going to peer 
from behind and sort of move in between them. And she is going to replicate what he did and poke him in the chest and say, it was your son that was bitten. It was your son who's gathering all of the werewolves together, making them impossible to kill. This is your fault. It is your fault that we've lost our party members, that we're going to have to bury them once we retrieve their bodies. We just needed information, and then we will take this problem off of the table for you. Sir, please, we're not... Intimidate? Um, You can roll diplomacy or intimidate. That could go either way. Okay. Well, I've got plus three diplomacy. (laughs) (laughs) And plus eight intimidate, so... Because what you're saying, I'll explain why, what you're saying isn't exactly... Intimidating, but I always feel like because she's so big, it would just come off as intimidating. She's eight feet tall and freakish to this guy, so She's like poking him in the chest and... Right. Yeah, so. We've described her. We've described her before as looking something like the Therian version of Doomsday from Superman. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So I am gonna roll that instead. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not intimidating at all. She's like a little puppy. <laughs> um, Shane gets the sense that if you were here to hurt him, you would have hurt him by now. Um, so that that's a bit of an empty threat. Um, Actor was gonna. Yeah, was gonna I was just something. gonna say, sir, if you have a way to help other people be as strong as they can be, be as good as they can be, it's your obligation to do that. And we believe that a single information could help us help this town in turn. And by association, you would do a great service to this town. Um, do me a favor, roll a diplomacy check. I will this not will say your... anything. <laughs> this will be your last oh <laughs> wow guys yep. don't leave this up to me <laughs> see in the canon we're all just practicing so that we get better in the future sessions yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long way Sean is just a stubborn dick that's what this is <laughs> <laughs> that's what the chance indicates that's what <laughs> okay Jesus um, Shane's going to kind of snap at Actoronis and, and um, he's not moving back as, as Corey's prodding him. Like he's just kind of like standing there and he's going to kind of snap. It's, it's not my fault. The kid's a terrible hunter. And the fact that he fell in love with some whore who just drifted through town one day, followed her in the woods and got bitten is not my fault. If he didn't have enough brains not to. I'm sorry, Look. whore. Yeah. Could you elaborate? <sighs> Trevor used to clean up at the the Iron Goblet. And one night, I guess, some party of whores came through town, and <laughs> one of them showed him any kind of affection, and the moron followed her into the woods. Does your son uh, resent you as much as you resent him? Don't know. He doesn't have a reason to. I took care of him his entire life. I tried to show him how to hunt, how to take care of himself. But apparently I did a really shitty job if he was stupid enough to follow some stupid whore into the forest in the middle. Just... They had the good sense at least to wait till daytime, but even then, he came back to town and and I just told him to lie. I told him that we went out hunting and he, he had been attacked. No one knew he'd been bitten, but we figured... We figured we could keep it a secret, and 
keep it under control, but he's so fucking weak-willed that he just let the thing dominate him. Your son is suffering right now. And while I appreciate your outrage, no amount of sitting here being outraged is going to resolve the issue. If you can tell us anything about the women who led him there, we'll be on our way. We won't bother you any longer. The only thing I know are, is what I was told by the people who were in the bar that night. That was a band of really weird, albeit attractive, people. Came into town, were looking for some ruins on the outskirts of the Glade, and my son was idiotic enough to, to follow him out there. I'm guessing they were using him as a tracker or a guide. What they didn't know is he was a fucking novice hunter at best. Hmm. Uh, the last I heard is they they didn't stay, obviously, in town. I, I don't exactly know where they came from. I see. No one's seen them since. And no, no harder details about their appearances, their mannerisms? Uh, there was a tiefling, uh, an elf. Again, pretty attractive. That. It's some redneck. Uh, yeah, I wasn't there. I, I I just got second-hand descriptions. Okay. Thank you for your help. I uh, I appreciate that this was difficult for you, but we cannot hope to solve this problem without the strength of many. And in the event that we do manage to solve whatever's going on out there with Trevor, with the werewolves, you've been part of it. You were important to the solution. Whether you can fight or not, whether you believe that we're capable or not, that's all that we wanted. Um, roll a diplomacy check, please. Don't do it. I have to believe in the heart big of the money, cards. Big money, big money, big money. Mm. <laughs> it's a long way there. <laughs> you know, you know, viewers at home, listeners at home, uh true randomness will appear to have patterns over time. <laughs> That's just one of those things that happens. So, when you roll an army of twos and then a four and then a six, that's just randomness screwing you over. Uh, well, uh, a pessimist might say that that's a pretty low roll. An optimist might say that it's getting better. A steady improvement. Yeah, there you go. Incremental improvement over time. Hey, hey. Haven's just Haven's just gonna walk at this point. He uh, Haven's perception of the issue is he's clearly not getting through to this stubborn man. <laughs> that's that's clearly right. the problem. Um, but he's got he's got what information he needs, so he's he's out. The rest of the party's out. Uh, Shane's gonna stop Corey. I don't think it's gonna help you, but for days after his little trek with that group into the woods, all he would talk about is that one whore. I don't know what happened. I don't know what they did, but he had some real soft spot for her. Corey is going to look right at him and say, love is a strange thing, and just walk away. Uh, and unless anyone else has anything to say to Shane? Um, Dagon's going to look at him and say, uh, where is this whore? Again, I couldn't tell you. Is she in town? No, no, they... they it's been about two years since since anyone's seen them. Damn it, I wanted bait. <laughs> Where do you keep your bait whores? 
I I do know that they they came in from the east. I don't know what town they originally came from, but that's what everyone said. They they had a really distinctive wagon, too. Uh, From what I heard, it was a real piece of shit. You've been very helpful, sir. Um, so, unless anything, uh, anything else with Shane, we'll... Uh, as we walk away, I look to the party and say, well, I feel like a lead involving two-year-old prostitutes. That sounded extremely wrong. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) And Haven's Haven's laughing as much as I am now. Um, let me try that one more time. I feel like a two-year-old lead involving prostitutes is unfortunately not much to go on. It appears we might be going into battle after all. Uh, and he kind of just like looks to the party for approval. Actronis was just miles away and kind of realizes the whole party's started walking, so just catches up. <laughs> uh, what time of day is it, Jason, now? Um, this would be uh, later afternoon, so we're looking at like uh, like four, somewhere near. Ish. Unless anyone else has any other things we could follow up. A good night's rest and then wolf hunting? I still think the priority should be finding your friends. I don't... I agree. Yeah, I'd not... say let's, let's avoid the wolves if we can. Ugh. Prepare for the worst. Hope for the best. I would strongly not prefer... I would strongly prefer not to leave these people in need. But perhaps... I am a guest I... here. I, w- I was just going to say, perhaps the rest of the party should explain to Haven exactly what happened in the woods. These... Just so that he knows. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> These wolves aren't like most of the monsters I faced before. They hunt in packs. They attack one enemy at a time until that enemy is down and bleeding. And then they move on to the next target and the next until your whole party is gone. Not only that, Haven, but they regenerate. The fact that we have some silver-tipped arrows and is no a grace. Healing. It's a grace in itself. We have no healer. We have nothing to go on here. We have a slight advantage this time, but it's practically suicide to fight these things. Although the, the difference this time is you won't have to watch for your own safety or your backs. I am with you, and I will be the eyes behind your back and the shield on your third arm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the more well-endowed members of the party. Assuming both your arms are already preoccupied with battle, leave some extra hands. I'm that extra hand. Um, Corey's going to look at Dagon uh, really quickly and say to the whole party, but she's looking at Dagon as she's saying it. We need to get our friends, but we may not have a choice when it comes to fighting the wolves. We need to be prepared. We need to rest. And I think we should try to be as quiet, stealth our way through the forest until we can reach them. You're right. We have to do this, whether we meet them again or not. Haven nods and says... In the event that any of your friends have survived, are still out there, certainly their numbers would be of great aid. I understand. We'll make searching for your friends the first priority. Thank you. I think it would be good to rest at this point. Should we go back to the inn? It might be a good time to wrap things up for the evening. All right. 
just uh, that'll that'll give us some leeway into the next thing. Would you like to know what Twitter is saying about your decision to go back into the woods for <laughs> potential werewolf? Sure. Sure. You fucking idiots. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Astonis Glimweaver says, you should look up the definition of insanity. <laughs> uh, Mark Peterson, because that went well last time. <laughs> <laughs> At Miscorius, some shit. Uh, are you trying to kill that whole fucking party? What do you have against group two? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Should be noted, I didn't make the decision for them. Uh, yeah, I feel sure like we twisted your arm. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want to go it's, back it's in. a little bit of pressure from Haven's end. He's he's eager to prove, you know, he's eager to prove his his faith and his conviction. Uh, and that's probably what's what's giving us the momentum in that direction. But you guys, to your to your credit, you you've you've talked him back down to you know, like he was all he was all like slow and steady. And then you just started getting this momentum and you started getting these successes and like resources started flowing and he was like, okay, okay, it's totally going our way. Let's do this. But you guys have made, you guys have made some sense of it. I mean, uh, six on six would be far more favorable to uh, four on six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Dude, they just ripped through the party. So, and that was with a healer. They it was ripped. in like 10 minutes. That, uh, the battle itself did not last long. That wasn't that, an organized battle. No, but I mean, they're 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 as a pack. They worked so well together. That was ch- okay. The first one charges and knocks you prone, and then the rest circle and just rip you to shreds. It, yeah, what yeah, are we it, doing? <laughs> I'm gonna like. Can we roll a die on if they're gonna be there or not? Like a one, we'll they're there. Two to twenty, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the way you guys are rolling today, I would kind of bank on the one. <laughs> well, we've seen a lot of twos, so that's... <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of have it worked out in my head. We'll see We'll see how it works out. But I... Yeah, I'm... Can you give us a hint? Is it going to work out bloody? <laughs> that's up to you guys. Jason, do I need to start making a new character? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> it never hurts to have one in your back pocket. Oh, um, shit. It never hurts, because... No one's safe, dude. Ever, and I, I don't wish death upon your characters at all. I don't. I, I just. Um, Terry's a tough place, man. Just hate us. It's fine. Whatever. I mean, I love you guys. <laughs> I have the best Haven tweets. <laughs> I don't think I'm following you yet, Haven. I going to learn all the new character names. I know I'm following Actoronis. <laughs> That's actually kind of cute. He's so organized. I like that how he was ad. It was like That's pretty admirable. She has a crossbow painted at people's faces, uh, pointed at people's faces when they. I like that. That's, security should be a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope some of you live so that you can interact with her as a character at some point because she's she's interesting. Who? Sorry. Uh, the, uh, <coughs> the the woman who runs... Oh, the blacksmith? Yeah. Ooh, Jamie, let me write down your suggestion that you gave me for a topic for GMT. That was actually a good one. You haven't written it down yet? Just did now. I've remembered it, though. Oh, good. So there you go. Let me run that past Izzy, see what she says. 
Oh, um. So I uh, was going to equip Cory with this magical weapon that kills all werewolves all the time. Um, she doesn't have to worry about rolling for attack or damage. They just die. Okay, cool. Uh, that's that's. I get accused of favoritism enough, but yeah, let's do that. Let's, um, and then let's we're do... only going to be fighting were lions. Yeah. <laughs> it gives a buff to were lions. That's the... Do werewolf pelts go for anything in theory? Uh, it depends on who you talk to. Everything has value to someone. Um, in town, that would be a neat little like trophy thing. Although these people don't like most of the people don't like any reminder that there are werewolves there. They've been attacked and kind of abused by them for two years. Um, I thought it would just uh, revert back to human skin. Um, it depends. <laughs> just while you're carrying it, open <laughs> yeah. your bag because it's full of human skin. Uh, God, monster. We're still doing Wednesday, correct? To my knowledge, yeah. Good. Yay! I'm recording so much lately. I record Tuesday. I record Wednesday. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let me let me try and get this straight in my head. So, recorded today. Monday, nothing. Tuesday, we're doing derp. Yep. Then derp. Wednesday, we got a we got a group two. Mm-hmm. Thursday, I record GMT. Shit, that's another full week. <laughs> this is a group two record. I know. Dude, I haven't seen this from Group 2 since the days of the, the full weekend booking, Saturday and Sunday. When you guys did, like, the uh, like 2 a.m. podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why doesn't gosh, that happen anymore? Not that I want to do it at 2 a.m., but why does like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, hmm. people just got... I, I, I think people cool off on it a bit. I would like to see, I would like to see more regular episodes. I, I would, too. I mm-hmm. mean, I can, I can pretty much... There's a couple weekends this summer that I won't be here, but I'd love to do every weekend. The cool thing is, dude, we got enough people and enough stuff going on that we have regular content to put mm-hmm. out at least two things a week. Last week, I went nuts because I needed a win. Um, uh, but after the perfect week, like I can, I, it's like, okay, we're not putting out five episodes of content every week. <laughs> like that was, that was just more like, I want to see if I can do it. Well, when we all are able to quit our jobs and do this full time. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I no, don't know if I was, can quit my job not, and do it. That was not. No, I'm saying it. I don't know if I can quit my job and do this full time yet. <laughs> we'll see. It's like working shifts. <laughs> Did you see? I why is this a thing? And I, I want to bring this up to the group while we're. So I posted the, kind of a teaser for Group Four because it is a possibility in this Kickstarter if we reach the twenty thousand dollar mark, then there is a group four and instantly we got people saying that I'm going to have a mental break yeah I saw that (laughs) why is it a thing every time every time you know what I saw people would much rather support you twerking than a group four that's that's not happening Jamie I don't know what (laughs) did you see my did you see my tweet which one the one where I said we didn't make it, guys, but maybe yeah. for the Ennies Awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stand up in front of hundreds of people and do it. That's the that's what I'm going to do. If me and Brianna come, yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll make me eat too. Jesus Christ, you guys are terrible friends. Um, yeah, I get that a lot. 